Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day over at DraftKings. Uh, got a pick of the week for you here. Uh, not sure what everyone else is betting on out there, but you can go in right now. You can you can bet on the new Premier League lacrosse. We went with it the other week with the some of the best team names out there, except for it turns out the whip snakes might not actually be very dangerous snakes at all. We discovered. So I'm betting against the whip snakes. That's what I'm going with this week. Wait, lip whip. snake whip whip. Okay. All right. See, that was what I thought you said, but then that second time I was like, Oh, lip snake. That sounds way less intimidating. <laughs> going for going against them. They're playing the archers tomorrow at four. Well, almost 5. PM. So you can jump in on that action with the PLL, the archers, even money at plus 100 against the whip snakes. So uh, you can take that. You can bet on a bunch of other PLL action. If you want, you can bet on all sorts of other stuff. They got some, uh, some international field hockey going on right now. Uh, All sorts of other stuff, track and field, disc golf, whatever you want to bet on, you name it. You can find it at DraftKings. For your pick of the week, or you know, you can you can stick with hockey and otherwise easy sports that you understand if that's what you're into. Go over to DraftKings, take on the pick of the week, or if you think I'm dumb, bet on the whip snakes. Go for it. Uh, must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Uh, of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, so. Our good buddy from Sinbin Ken was having a conversation on Twitter the other day about how the Western Conference could play out. He was talking with AJ a little bit, and they got into a little bit of a conversation about the potential for a Stanley Cup hangover. Yeah, hear about it every <laughs> year. We got we got into like the briefest conversation, and then other Abs fans got ultra defensive about yeah. what he thought. Yeah, they got they got <laughs> you real guys. Mad. You guys, the Avs won the Stanley Cup. Let's take down the Twitter sensitivity a few notches, all right? <laughs> you guys have the ultimate trump card, okay? You guys can just drop gifts of Landy raising the cup. Just, my gosh. We're triggered by that Oilers tweet still, I think. People are still <laughs> rehashing that. But if the Oilers had Jack Campbell. Yeah, okay, don't... okay. Don't talk to that guy. While we're here, don't, don't talk to that guy. Really problematic views after that. I was like, oh no, this got worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, just... is a, that is a person who wakes up every day and goes, the ratio. I need it. <laughs> and, and he just, he lives for that insanely hyper-biased nonsense. Like, just don't talk to that guy. Ever. Don't quote tweet him. I did it once and, and it was entirely <laughs> a PSA to say, don't do this. Leave that guy alone. So I just I so. scrolled by I scrolled by the tweet and saw it. Thought about interacting with it, but I didn't. But I did just laugh because that was <laughs> that was one of the funnier like hypotheticals. Cause people do, I mean, fans are at all time. Oh man, if this would have changed, if that would have changed, that one. Fucking cracked me up. If these seven things were different and nothing about what the Avs did was different, the Oilers probably would have won four games. It's like, well, it was like, it was dumb because you're talking about a team that gets swept. 
Right. Like against right. A, playing against a team who played its backup goaltender the whole series. Yep. Like, like it was there, dude. It was the, like you're you're one step away from saying Stop. if the Edmonton simply won four games, they would have won <laughs> that series. Like, like that's it, it's the thing that it's it's like it's it's like the internet's like favorite version of. Well, you know, I mean, if you tweak one thing, like, like it's everybody's obsessed with the butterfly effect, and it's like, no, okay, like, yeah, if and if the Avs had killed Connor McDavid, you wouldn't have even been competitive in that series. Right. right. How much? How much you got to get paid? How much does someone have to pay you to murder oh, Connor no. McDavid? <laughs> That didn't work its way into the show weirdly easily. Not killing Connor McDavid. Yeah, less than six minutes to tie in our our pre-show. How much would it take for you to murder a person? Conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Which was way darker. It started about significant others. Yeah, I was gonna say it started with life insurance policies, and this might not be really happy with him. So. Could be relevant. Yeah, who knows when that Instagram post actually was from. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, it does sound like St. Louis fans because they did the whole but Jordan Bennington well, the entire was- time. The entire time. You're like, but Jordan Bennington will save us. And you're like, rah. Jordan, well, like, Jordan Bennington had already lost one of those games. Yeah. That was my favorite part about the Oilers tweet. Oh, if we only had this guy that wasn't even on the team. That's where he lost me. <laughs> it's like, yeah, dude, everyone wishes they could have back injuries, but like now you're just adding players to the roster. Like, yeah, like if the Abs had Austin Matthews, they probably don't lose a game in the first three rounds. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Just start picking players. Who, who wouldn't want it? I mean, we did that show. Take a player from the team he beat. It's essentially what that guy was doing. Oh, uh, yes. I mean, look. I hope Edmonton makes it to the second round again. And then maybe that guy gets to see. Look, let's be <laughs> real here. McCarr was definitely offside. And that was such a nonsense interpretation of the touch overall. But, you know, at the same time, give me a break, dude. You want to you tell me that a goal scored at the end of the first period of game one is what ter- changed the entire momentum of the series? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? All right, well, now we're going to do this. Now we have to talk about this. Summer <laughs> <laughs> show, because... <laughs> I like I like the Preds. I think they've had a great offseason. Yeah. Uh, we, we've talked in the past on this show about the offsides rule with, are you wanting to uphold the written letter of the law or the spirit of the rule? And that was one of my... It's weird when you see it work out this way, where I actually thought the written letter of the rule was upheld, but that was one where it's like, yeah, in the spirit of what you're trying to, in the in, just in the okay. sense that it 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 it's like basically never been interpreted that way before. Like we've seen examples where the touch-up rule has been applied, but it was like that and like the Bergeron play where you're like, ah, that one, okay. Chicago against the Evs, yeah, yeah, years and years ago. Yeah, I the Taves thing I thought was a little bit different because uh, I don't think it was different at all. 
I thought it was a little bit different, but I thought the Bergeron thing was as close as of a comparable that you will see. And you're still sitting there and you're like, this might not be well written because this doesn't feel good. Well, it was such it was such a sick goal though that I was dying for it to stand. Well, and then it say, did, and it was great. It was all good. Two things with that. We always talk about more goals, more fun. I was glad that you know it was such yeah. a good, it was such a sick goal and an awesome moment. Yeah, you're glad, you're, you're glad to see it stand. And I feel like we, I mean, not just the ads, like all around the NHL, you see goals taken back on small little minutia details like that all the time. That it was nice to yeah. see one, and obviously it helps lose the ads. So but like, it is nice seeing where it's like, eh, they get ticky tack and it holds up. I have a question for you guys because it used to be that they gave the linesman like carte blanche to, if a guy entered the zone backwards, some of them would just let him do it. When is the, like, are they still allowed to do that? Or is that going to get blown Uh, dead every time these days? Who who did we see that, that just happened against the abs in the back half of the season where a guy carried it in backwards. It was an away game. I remember we were all at the bar like, Oh, that's coming back for sure. But they said that he backed in. So, yeah, it, it happened earlier this year or last, late last year. So I think, it's, I think it's all good, man. So I'm um, so just leaning into like, what the hell is the rule then? If <laughs> all oh, the dude has possession, so he can enter backwards and it's fine. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's all really weird, and I don't know how you clean it up at all. Like I don't know how you clean up the rule. Like I, I, I contest to this day with the explanation that was given, the Matt Duchesne thing, that was the right call with the explanation yeah. that they gave. Yeah. It, everyone, oh, everyone with, with how they interpret it, with yeah. how they interpret the rule and, and the explanation that they gave and all. What's weird like, is like, like the consequences from that decision, right. from that play. <laughs> like We're like, like everyone points to that as like, oh, see, that's what they're trying to avoid. It's like, but again, like technically that was correct. The Predators players were the last ones to touch it before it entered the zone. So it's it's like they brought yeah. it back into their own end. And, and to your point, it's just that's what everyone remembers. Mm-hmm. But in all actuality, that probably wasn't the wrong call. And now it's led to this whole snowball of... I, I love the conversation going on in our chat where Mike Smith is actually good though and Mike Smith is actually bad and it's like why can a guy not be somewhere in between why can he not be just a mediocre goaltender with a tendency for giving up softies why is it that he has to be legitimately bad it, it's hard for me to believe that a goaltender is going to have a 920 save percentage or something in the postseason and you try and make the argument that he's a baddie He's it's just almost... like he's an anomaly because he's either like a nine, nine and a half, or a one. Like he doesn't, he doesn't have mediocre. He's either nasty or terrible. It's almost like goaltenders are streaky or something crazy. Yeah, well, and like you level, saw but... even in that, even in that series though, you saw the best of Mike Smith where he would lock it down, and then JT Comfort comes out of the box and puts one between his legs that should never get through to the point where JT Comfort was the last person in the world to believe that puck went in. He's like looking around for it and his teammates are mobbing him. Like he just, he's just like that goalie that you absolutely just don't trust. 
he can get you he can get you into a game. He can be nice and competitive, but uh I I just you don't you can't trust him. You just yeah. can't trust him. He he's, he's scary because Who like said that? I did. That's right. He's he's scary because like you'll watch goalies sometimes, and we talked about this a ton with Kemper last year. We're like, you can tell when they're dialed in, they're in a rhythm. Yeah. Varley, this is a big one. Smith is just so crazy. Can he because he can look dialed in? He's stopping everything, making these huge saves. He looks massive, and then he'll give up two in twenty three seconds that are both terrible. And it's like, what? All right. How much yeah. money would it take for Megan to turn the knives on her favorite goalie? hundred percent never. <laughs> no, I... Something the dollar figure for significant other was relatively low to give absolutely never for goalies, just to throw that out there. Then no amount of money. I'm very protective of them because it is a very streaky position. A lot of that is asked of them. I will live and die by the goalies. I'm going to find out Megan's significant other is a goalie really it soon. A goalie. <laughs> uh, all right. So we kind of ended up in a, in a weird room here, but it's August. It is August. It is exactly August. August. I'm sorry, but that's my excuse for absolutely everything that happens until September starts. It's true. So maybe... it's August. Nothing on this podcast matters. Uh, maybe the title of the show should be are the NHL referees ever going to get over their hangover that's been going on for the better part of a decade at this point? <laughs> because it's bad, folks. It's not good. It's bad out there. <laughs> it's... Say that three times, you summon Tim Peel. <laughs> <laughs> Into Jesse's mentions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My favorite part of all that was him accusing me of trying to be a keyboard warrior. I think I talked about this on the show right and after. You didn't like, do anything? Well, it's like my first and last name are in my handle. My employer and my email address are in my bio. We have a live show that we do five days a week. It's like, dude, if I'm trying to be an anonymous keyboard warrior, I'm failing spectacularly. I'm the worst anonymous keyboard warrior ever. Like, well, so you're more anonymous than that guy at this point. <laughs> People know where to find you on a regular basis. Like, right. phys <laughs> a physical space that you inhabit is well known, and <laughs> when you will be there is well known. <laughs> and that dude is more anonymous at this point. Oh, but it's just that was that was my favorite part. Like, oh, classic, just hiding behind the internet. Me? As you're sending yeah. him a message from in the arena, <laughs> pictures of where I am <laughs> in downtown St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. Just send him that. Send him the 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 town sign for Temecula. <laughs> meet me there, big dog. <laughs> uh, was that a the goods reference? No, that was. That was an old, old, old school Twitter reference. Like one of the okay. first Twitter fights I ever saw a hundred years ago. We're probably talking, we're probably talking, this is like 2010 when this happened. Oh, shit. Uh, when some guy, some guy was tweeting about Kobe and some other guy was not happy about it and 
literally drove from, I think it was like Phoenix, to Temecula, California to fight him. Because he was like, meet me in Temecula. And like, he showed, he like sent him pictures on Twitter of like the <laughs> sign. And he was like, I'll be here for the next two hours or whatever. And I actually think I remember that. Yeah, that guy. And of course, the guy was like, I'm not going. Like, what are you kidding? <laughs> But yeah, it was like a the movie about the used car salesman. Nope, takes place in Temecula. It's really funny. <laughs> it's it's actually it's like one of those like shitty good like funny movies. The movie's bad, but it's funny. You know what movie is crazy, man? We watched Stand by Me last night, and I I don't understand how people can watch that movie and just not feel like. An emotional train has just plowed over them. I had a friend design her whole bedroom a Stand By Me theme with, like, quotes from the movie. We used to watch it at sleepovers. We were in middle school. It was a lot to take in. Wow. <laughs> but those that... were the best summers. Those are, it's, well, and, like, I think about it, right? And I'm like, like, Z and I were joking the other day about sleepovers and how adults are, like, hard out on that shit. But as, like, a 13-year-old kid... Like a sleepover with your friends was like the pinnacle of existence. Yeah. I think we should. Where you're like, like, like your birthday party was the best because like you got like all of your friends on the same night were like obligated <laughs> to crash at your place, Didn't and so no. it was like it was like we're going we're we're going to Blockbuster. We're getting pizza. We're getting movies and video games from Blockbuster, and we're spending all night. We're gonna hang out all night. We're never gonna go to sleep. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna raid the kitchen pantry for snacks at three o'clock in the morning. It's gonna be the bet. It was it was it was the bomb. And now, as adults, you're like, uh, it's eleven thirty. Uh, I'm going home. Bye. I. If I went to a, a sleepover and their room was covered by quotes from Stand By Me, I might, I might be out on the sleepover. At that I think point. it even had, like, you want to see a dead body, like, on, <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> Definitely out if that quote like, is on the wall. Learning a little out. bit more about you and the whole knife thing here. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in the darkness. Yeah. <laughs> see, and AJ, do you want to the best part about that version of the sleepover you just laid out? It was at your house because that was always yeah. my thing as a kid. Like I liked, like I was all about hanging out with friends and sleepover. But it's like, ooh, do you guys want to come here though? I know where all the <laughs> snacks are. I know where all the stuff is. So I was like, even as a kid, like that was the thing about sleepovers. It, it, it was like staying up all night. That was what was fun about them. Sleeping in other people's houses has always been low on my list of things that I like to do. When I was when I was uh, like young, like younger, like elementary school, and we like that, we first started doing that. I didn't like it at all. Mm -hmm. uh, I I regularly like was like that kid who like at well eleven o'clock at night was like I'm calling my parents. They're coming to pick me up. Fuck that. <laughs> and then when we moved to when we moved to Katy and the and the Katy kids, uh, we all lived we all lived within like two hundred yards of each other. Yeah, so. Yeah, so it was very, very, very different uh, atmosphere when we all lived in the same neighborhood. We all went to each other's houses every single day. And so it was like very familiar territory when we did sleepovers. So the atmosphere was very, very different. Yeah, and then to your point, adults hate sleepovers so much. Literally, like an entire industry had to be formed to like call cars just on demand so people would stop drunk driving. 
Okay. So it was like, look, adults are not sleeping wherever they are. We need to get them home safely. And now you have Uber and Lyft and all kinds of shit. Yeah. We ain't about Had that. Things been a little anymore. bit different on Stanley Cup night. There was a decent chance I would have crashed at the bar that night. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> that would have been one of the only times ever, though. We were back but, there like four hours later, to be fair. <laughs> I mean, we, you're we right. stayed until we stayed until about four thirty, and then yeah. we did a ten a.m. show. The the night they actually won, not the night that they lost back home. Yeah, okay. yeah. The night they actually won that Sunday night, Rudo, Megan, and a couple of others of us were there until about four thirty, and then the three of us came back to do a show at ten. People thought we slept there. It was pretty funny. The Rockies guys showed up and were like, so this is what winning a championship looks like. It's like, <laughs> we all were zombies. We were just like, um, totally. That's what we, it looks like. We honestly like. Should, uh, we should say it this year, that if they win the cup, we'll do like a overnight 24 in the bar. Hour. And, yeah, do a show. No. Like, the next High school style lock-in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't leave. Up the doors. Can't leave until 6 a.m., suckers. If they made it to the final, the final starts to lock in until they win. Nobody leaves until they win this series. This is my Super Bowl. I love it. <laughs> okay. On that note, we are brought to you by Green Chef. We might have to get some delivered to the lock-in to keep these people fed <laughs> if we're doing the whole series. Uh, Green Chef is a CCOF certified meal company that makes eating well extremely easy with plans to fit no matter who you are, whether it's keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or if you just want more balanced meals, they've got you covered top to bottom. It makes cooking super easy. You just get all the ingredients, throw them in a pan, bowl, whatever it tells you to do. It comes with instructions, so super easy and super fast. I personally love all of their proteins. I think they're amazing compared to some of the other meal plan delivery services out there. Their meats are very, very high quality. AJ's mad about something down there. Uh, you can Go get Green Chef today. Highly recommend you get on it. They give you 24 options every single week to choose from. So even if there are some things you don't like, maybe you're a little bit picky, they can give you options, and you, you can always find something good to eat with Green Chef no matter what. So jump on it. You can go get Green Chef at greenchef.com slash dnvrabs135. That's, again, greenchef.com slash dnvrabs135 to get $135 off your first order. Plus, you get free shipping as well. So get some Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. We're also brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Look, beer with your dinner, it just makes sense sometimes, especially if you're you're having like a, a steak or something. Great to snag a beer with that thing. Maybe some chicken wings. You know me, my chicken wings and beer at the bar. It's it's I'm a big fan. So go get yourself some Breck Brew today. You can find it at your local liquor store using the Breck Beer Locator online. If you're local here, highly recommend you guys have to go out and check out the farmhouse. Amazing venue. Look, DNVR Bar might be the best venue in the state, but farmhouse, pretty darn good too. Uh all right. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I did want to circle it back a little bit to the topic of today and and the concept of a Stanley Cup hangover. Starting with the question of, is that a real thing? Uh, I went I went back through the last 
seven full season winners, so I skipped the two pandemic years. Uh, I went back to the seven full se- last seven full season winners, and not really. Okay. Um, like there were some teams that that started better than others. Obviously, sure. like it happens. That Caps team was basically the worst. Um, they were they were basically a 500 team through the first like 15 games, and then they took flight and they were great again. So I think that's kind of <laughs> something we all are preparing ourselves for, right? Like not the like, fastest like, start in the world. For yeah, them. like we're we're expecting it to October <laughs> to be kind of a transition period, not not. Not just because of, uh, you know, like like all the jokes about them drying out and all, but like the roster is kind of going to be in like this weird state of flux. They're they're working in a new goaltender again, um, which we we've seen many times over the last five years. I think this is the third time in the last five years that they've got a new goaltender. Yep. Um, on day one of the season, so. Well. Um, Let's let's not forget they won the cup with a season that started four five and one. So yeah, like <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say I I honestly what I'm expecting is a start kind of similar to last year. Part of the reason why I just it just doesn't really concern me. Uh, was I mean like I I think we saw it last year like. This team already, this group, this core, this coaching staff has already kind of started to figure out the formula a bit after going through the trial and error the seasons prior. Like, you don't have to burn yourself out in the regular season. Obviously, you don't want to get too far. You know, you don't want to get off to too bad of a bad start and really put yourself, like, behind the eight ball. You can't take it, you, you can't take it not seriously. Right, 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 right. Yeah, you, you can't do that. But, like, you also have to understand that I think – you, you see teams sometimes I think just put like a little bit too much emphasis on, we have to have this. We have to get off to the good start. We have to, it's like, no, you've got to get into your rhythm. You, you, you got to win some games, but you, you, you got to gel and you got to make sure that you're feeling good and consistency <laughs> over the, over the course of the 82 games to me matters a whole lot more than what is your October. Yeah. And the teams, the teams that obsess over, they have to get a good start. That those are the teams that can't afford to lose the ground right, to begin right. with. So, and that's not Colorado this year. Like the Central Division is going to be better. Uh, they will now have two true blue bottom beaters well, in Arizona yeah. and Chicago, but the rest of the division will be, I think, quite a bit improved. Um, uh, maybe not quite a bit, but I think it'll. Be, I think it's a really competitive group. That's where I'll land on that. I think it'll be a really competitive group. Uh, and I think that all of them will have playoff arguments that they could make. And uh, a good start, obviously, is great. Because, it. hey, if you... If that Avs team doesn't start 4-5-1, and one, then they don't need to play 800 hockey for six months. You know? Like... It, it just makes it a little bit easier because, hey, if you could just smooth it out, uh, we always break it down into they want 12 points for every 10 games. That's the goal, 12 points for every 10 games. You do that, it's pretty much 98 points. <laughs> you make the postseason, you're good. 
That's that should still be the goal. And if you exceed that, fucking Yahtzee. And if you don't, then you're in trouble. So that should that again, twelve for every ten uh, should continue to be the real goal there. It doesn't need to be bumped up to fourteen because oh, we're raising the standard or whatever. Um, doesn't need to be anything like that. You're you're the 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 goal remains the same. You want to make the postseason. You would like to have a home ice, of course. Um, I think it benefited them greatly in this run that they got to start every series at the, at Pepsi Center. Something that I'm thinking about in respect to this offseason compared to the last several is how much later it started for them. And this also meant that injuries kind of grew more severe towards the end of their postseason run last year. So they've had a little less recovery time in between. And they've also had maybe just a little less time to train as they have in past seasons before. And I don't think this is going to negatively impact them in a big way, but I'm tampering some expectations for the start of the season with guys that are probably still recovering from some of those lingering injuries from this daunting playoff run and just a little bit less downtime in between the start of this next season. It's, it is interesting because the abs have continued to be pretty coy about what exactly who was injured with what obviously you know Val Machushkin walking around in a boot that one's pretty obvious it had been obvious for a while but there's a number of other guys that there were suspected injuries about that we just haven't really heard very much about this offseason so the the more limited time off is the only thing that I think you I don't even know if worry is the right word, but th- that you're just kind of a little bit cognizant on to, to Megan's point. You know, I mean, you get what, like, like eight, nine weeks in between that last uh, playoff game and start of the season or training camp at least. So yeah, it's a little bit less time, but I mean, I, I think, I, I really think the only area you really worry about that catching up to a team is when you do what uh, you know, we've seen Tampa do or what Chicago did there in like the 2010s where it's every year for several seasons in a row, you're making these real deep runs. I think it's something to keep an eye on this year. Um, But you do hope that, you know, there's so much talk about how the training is so much different now and the way these guys take care of their bodies and stuff. Yeah. Maybe you party for a couple extra weeks, but that first pod that Nathan McKinnon went on, he already said like they were giving him like a hard time. Like, Oh, you know, still parties. Like, no, I started skating a couple weeks ago. It's like, well, I, I watched that pod too. And Nathan McKinnon is just built different, man. Yeah. We got, we got the end of that run and all of us are like, we are exhausted. Mm -hmm. It's finally over. And McKinnon goes on that show and he's like, yeah, I wish we could have kept going. I, I could have played forever. Yeah, <laughs> And it's like, oh, my God. Okay, Mac. It's like, bro, I got crazy sick like two days after. Yeah, I just right. watched the game. It's like, the whole beat did. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Uh, all of us except Megan got like like really, really sick in the immediate <laughs> aftermath of that. And if you, look, if you look you look on the website, we haven't even really picked it back up on the writing side of things. We're still on break. That's gonna change. That's gonna change this week. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, Evan has a, a Archery Lekkonen film room that'll go out pretty much immediately after this podcast is finished, and then we'll get back to writing on a regular basis. But like, we took our break. Like, we've <laughs> chilled out because it was a lot for him to just be like, 
Yeah, I'm out skating. I mean, I expect that. I'm the guy that I'm most curious about, honestly, is Landeskog, because he has the in-season operation. They've got this cushion. They're like, just do it, just do it, and we'll manage it from here. He comes back for the start of the uh, for the start of the postseason. Basically, doesn't practice the entire postseason. Yeah, and some morning skates he's there. Some morning skates he's not. I was I can I can remember. I I think it was it, it was less than a half dozen times that he skated, not in a game. Yeah. So he was clearly still working his way back with the knee. Now, what kind of, what kind of damage was done? Did he need a follow-up procedure? Uh, Just to, you know, just to clean it up, do what, you know, whatever. Um, Not like a major thing. Uh, What, like, what kind of damage got done and what's the repercussions? What's the rehab look like and all that? Is he going to be fine for the, for the regular season? Because if he's a hundred percent, then you're fine. Whatever. Right. If he's not, though, you wonder how far into the season is it a thing that lingers? Is this, is this a thing that becomes a storyline going all the way through next year? Uh, is it is it going to be, you know, are we going to be having a December 16th conversation? Look, Gabe Landeskog only has two goals. Maybe that knee injury that he suffered in the, you know, last year was more serious than we thought because we can never just admit that a player is not playing well or he's always hurt first. So, I like I just I wonder where that target is with him. Is it, you know, is he fine or is this a thing that it gets to 90% and then the season starts and that percentage just drops as the year goes? Will he need another procedure in the middle of the year? Will the abs have the same kind of cushion to feel comfortable doing it again? Will they learn from it and do it a little bit earlier so that he's maybe a little better prepared for the playoffs? Do they do the exact same thing? Like, what's what What are the answers to the all 8,000 questions that I've asked in the last three minutes? <laughs> game, game four of the West final twice. I'm sure you guys remember this. Gabe Landeskog yeah. went down and like, the first time he went, and I actually I got real worried because he went down. He kind of like crawled away from the little scrum, and then he went to get up, and his knee just like gave out. He collapsed right back down to the ice. Trainer comes out, and I I did. I was like the knee the knee didn't hold up. Like something happened, it gave out. And then he was back out there like a shift later. Um, so yeah, I mean, to just this just all kind of furthers your point. In addition to the not practicing and stuff like that, like there was. And now credit to him. It was only one game that I can think of where, but he looked like he was in real legitimate pain multiple times dealing with that knee. So, uh, yeah, not something to brush off by any means this, this summer. It was true of Nico Sturm too. He didn't look very visible or great in the playoffs. And then we come to learn that he had an injury Yeah, kind of later into the, to the run. He was one of the more, quiet signings of the of the summer i thought yeah it was quiet yeah well it's because he went to a nobody team who gave him both term and dollar yep so two million yeah two he somebody gave him two million dollars that blows my mind blows my mind off season baby yeah Uh, but when you when you're when you're a shitty team like you you gotta do what you gotta do uh 
did did want to touch on this, and don't get me wrong, we love Ken over here. We think he's an awesome guy. Can't wait to have him back on the show. Yeah, no Dallas. Dallas at the top of the central. Big Pete DeBoer guy. And I yeah. get where he's Pete DeBoer is a really good coach. Um, and with that roster, I think he could be I fully expect the stars to be competitive. To what level? TBD on that side. Yeah. yeah. But with Pete DeBoer, um, I do think that that's I have a hard time picking against them to make the postseason. Uh, beating Colorado in the division, though, tough sell. I would have, I would have sooner picked Nashville um, or St. Louis, Dallas. Uh, I guess I'm not buying that. Yeah, they're just not very good. They're just they did. They're not deep at all. And I agree. Defensively, like they're okay. Like Haskinen is a monster, and then everybody else is like, eh, it's fine. Wait, who are we talking about beating the Abs in the division? The Stars. Let's yeah. worry about them like getting into the playoffs first. I'm trying to find the full list. I think they're going to be more competitive than last season by a good bit, but that's ambitious. Well, yeah, I DeBoer's. A much better coach than Rick Bonus, in my opinion. So, I he's do really, think that they. He's the abs too. I, I don't know if any amount of coaching can make Jamie Ben a good hockey player again. But... Well, I was gonna say, I just I think there's, and I just think there's there's so much expectation on Jake Ottinger to like be the savior. He was great in that playoff series. He was great. Yeah, he was awesome. But like. I used the example a few shows ago. Like we saw this same thing with Carter Hart that one year where he just stood on his head for Philly and everyone was like, yep, team Canada goalie for the next decade. Next Patrick Waugh is going to be the highest paid goalie. Just starting, you know, engraving the Vesnas now. And yeah, but he's a flyer. Yeah. And Jake Andrew's a star. Like, yeah, the stars actually produce good goalies though. The flyers ruin goalies. That's their MO. That is true. Who uh, who do the stars produce in terms of goalies? Don't stars goalies just get injured all the time? You know, they're they've only they've like only had good goalies for the last like twenty years. I I hear what you're saying, but also like Ben Bishop couldn't stay healthy. Oh yeah, but when he was healthy, he was. I mean, that was a Ben Bishop problem his entire career. It wasn't like he got to Dallas and was That's like, true. "Oh, my knees." But you know, DeBoer's track record with goalies could be better. Yeah, and I think that will help him in Dallas, where it's like he's got like a clear, "This should be the guy here," uh, and there shouldn't be a whole lot of tinkering because, like, the situation that he's had the last couple of years in Vegas with Flurry and Leonard. He's got two starters. It's kind of a weird situation to manage when both guys are like, hey, coach, I sure would play a lot better with uh, more reps here, given that I'm a starting caliber goaltender and have proven it in this league and whatever. The whole thing was a mess. He botched that, no doubt. His track record with goaltenders sucks, but it should be pretty easy in Dallas. Play Jake Ottinger. Uh, In any case... 
Hold on, hold on. Because everyone's everyone's like sitting here calling out these goalies that they've like turned out. Uh, not necessarily like... internally, of course. I'm just saying goalies have been in Dallas for a long time and been good. Uh, okay. All right. I mean, because like Ed Belfort is not a like Dallas star guy. Marty Turco, I guess. What? I mean, both those dudes played over 300 games for the Stars. Yeah, they were both fine. These guys were good. Yeah, I mean, sure, they were good. But, like, my point is, like, Ed Belfour didn't, like, the Stars weren't what made him good. Like, he was still, like, he was Eddie the Eagle before he showed up. Yeah, I mean, Marty Turco had multiple top five Vesna finishes. Yeah, sure. It's fine. He was good. All in, all in Dallas. Like he was a good goaltender, man. Stop playing over a decade ago. But yeah, that's man. Goalies just don't play very many games. I'm always surprised. Dallas have only had six goalies that have played a hundred games for them. So that's crazy. Yeah, it's just kind of. Kind of the way things go with goalies. We are brought to you by Green Mountain Dental Group. You can go get your teeth taken care of today. When you get a cleaning, x-ray, and exam with them, they give you a free Sonicare toothbrush. So jump on that. Make sure you're taking care of your teeth both at home and going to the dentist and getting uh, getting your teeth nice and clean, making them look good, making them fresh. Take it from me. You don't want your teeth to be bad. Then lots of bad things happen to your mouth, and it sucks. Uh, don't recommend. So make sure you're going to Green Mountain Dental Group. <laughs> what? Just the way you phrase it. Lots of bad things happen to your mouth. Yeah, if you don't take care of it, it's just true. Okay. <laughs> I believe you. It was just the wording of it that I was like, what? Uh, I saw some multiple people in chat wanting to ask questions as we move into the third period. Now's the time to do it. Uh, we, we can get to some, some viewer questions for sure uh, yeah. as we're digging through the show here, but... Uh, while we wait for a couple of those questions to come in, I did want to circle back a little bit because everyone has a price. <laughs> and I'm not necessarily talking about murder here. He is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, I, if you guys want to talk about murder, we can we can go there. Have you seen that dog on TikTok whose favorite word is murder? And, like, no. his owner says murder, and the dog, like, perks up and gets all excited? <laughs> it's very funny. Anyway, go That's ahead. It's kind of terrifying. Actually. It was, like, the owner's like, oh, he's a 10, but his favorite word is murder. And then there's, like, a compilation of her saying murder, and the dog just gets amped up. And you're like, ah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, my question is, if you could cover any other team in the NHL, exact same way that we cover the Avs right now, what what would it take? What would the price be for you to, to jump ship and go cover a different team? Okay, well, you have to give us a team because that price is going to be very different depending on the I, team. Well, So give me your, like, your easiest price, get the best team that you'd love to go cover for free or for a small amount, and then give me the team that like they couldn't pay you enough. Uh, for free, there isn't a single team that sure, I would. But no, absolutely not. 
Well, I'm saying, like, assuming you make the same you do now. Um, I mean, for obvious reasons, Winnipeg. Um, sure. For obvious reasons, the Islanders. I wouldn't want to live in New York, though. Like, that's my big thing with covering the Islanders, is I wouldn't want to live in New York. Um, Vegas, I think, would rule. Seattle, I think, would rule. I think those would be... I think Vegas and Seattle would probably be... Arizona, those would be top of my list. Um, Just because I really like Phoenix, and I think that that atmosphere over the next couple of years is going to be neat and unique. I so And um, I think it'd be... I think it'll be cool. It'll be a cool footnote in their history, especially if it's like they're shitty, but they're fun and they're on the rise and like look out for these guys as they move into a new arena just as they uh you know, just as they roll into into relevance. I said that earlier this morning, and I've been as long as it gets the approval for the full arena and there's light at the end of the tunnel. I actually think this is really cool. And I think all the people that all the Canadians that are just trying to use this as a, this is why I didn't even move them. It's, it's going to be really cool. It's going to be a really cool venue. Yeah. Uh, put a team in Hamilton. Right. 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 Well, and, and my favorite one is like, put a team back on Quebec, you know, somewhere they already had to move a team out of cause they couldn't afford to keep them there. It's like, I just, I don't understand. Yeah. Like why? Like I, the Quebec thing isn't the dunk that some Canadian hockey fans think that it is. It's like the league already failed there, like pretty bad. Like you had a really good team, and it failed. And so I always, I always find that one amusing. But I'm, I'm fully with you, AJ. I, I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be really cool. And it's like right in the heart of Tempe. Like it's in an awesome location. The venue's gonna be sick. Like, I mean, watching NHL hockey in that intimate a venue, it's going to be sick. It's going to be awesome. I'm jealous of our uh, PHNX guys and gals. Megan, um, do you have a team or city? I could be talking to a lot of places, but I feel like I would really not like to go to Chicago. So that, that would be the one that I'd need to be paid a lot to go to. But I... I like a place like Vegas. I like how close in proximity their AHL team is to their parent team. Um, so it would be easy to bring coverage to both. And I think it would be fun. That might be kind of at the top of the list. But I, I could be sold on Anaheim, too, for similar reasons. Okay. Oof. Covering the goals. If, I'll just go cover the goals. Covering Troy Terry single handed <laughs> down in San Diego. Yeah. I'm on the Troy Terry beat. <laughs> That's weird. I'm so sorry, Troy Terry. Writing down CHGO on Megan's no trade list. Really? Yeah, quick. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, do have some questions coming in here. DJ Son asks, "How many of our performance bonuses will have to be paid out after this year?" Uh, it was like almost none. Like I think Ben Myers was the only one that really yeah, hit it. Ben Myers uh, got a 25k games played bonus, which is why when he signed that contract, I kept telling people I was like, he's gonna play like he's gonna play a handful of these games because whatever that bonus is, he's getting that thing. Because the time Byram missed, he didn't really hit any of his regular season ones, and I don't think Newhook did either because he didn't play enough time. Um, 
had the Oshawa Generals for Megan. Uh, I'm really that was a fun interaction. I saw that last night. Was I like, love their social media manager. Uh, I, I think it was a little bit more than 25k in total bonuses, but it was very, very little in, in bonus overages this year for the Evs. Um, Ron Weasley asks, do you guys agree in thinking that Kadri will be getting overpaid wherever he uh, signs and that the Avs should simply move on? So at this point, about yeah, this. at this point, Kadri will sign when he signs and he will deal with it at that point. So it's, it's hard like, to... For the record... It was exactly 25k in overage bonuses that they. Oh, was it over. really? I thought it was a little yeah. bit more. Okay, so it's just Ben Myers. Uh, there are some um, signing bonuses, but those, well, those are those are different. Yeah, yeah, those are not cap related. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, like, no offense, we've talked we've talked the cadre thing to death. There isn't an angle that we haven't talked about on a at least five different shows at this point. Um, well, and, and then, we'll, like, we'll the, just the way the question is worded, do you agree in thinking? So, Ron Weasley obviously thinks that Kadri's going to get overpaid. And, and I, like, I'm not sure, that's he's a free agent center. Probably going to need a little bit more than maybe what he should. But part of the reason why I, I, I don't think it's going to be a bad is because he's still out there. Yep. If he was going to get grossly overpaid, it was going to be on day one. It's been three weeks. More than three weeks. Um, we have another question from Sean that says, thoughts on Lucas Sedlak. Will we be able to continue some of his KHL production or expect him to go back to CBJ standards? Uh, to be honest, I don't think Sedlak probably has a significant impact at the NHL level. Uh, he's probably a dude that plays for the Eagles for the majority, if not all, of the season. Uh, uh, I, I'm expecting no impact. Given uh, seeing guys like Sedlak come over has more to do with the current geopolitical state of Russia more than yeah. anything else. North American players choosing to come back uh, to North America versus staying in Russia when they might be like invading another country here pretty soon. Like there's no, there's no way. Yeah. Um, Will asks, what is your favorite NHL conspiracy? And why is it that <laughs> I can't even say it. Why is it that Nolan Patrick can't tie his shoes? Yeah. <laughs> We're just defaulting to Nolan Patrick can't tie his shoes until somebody presents us with a better argument. I want to uncover more theories like conspiracy theories in the same vein. I don't have one at the ready, but I'd like there to be more. <laughs> There's got to be some. There's got to be some good ones out there. Tumblr still exists, right? <laughs> I peek on it every once in a while, just looking for a new conspiracy theory. I haven't seen one. <laughs> uh East Coast Avs fan asks, I don't know if it's been mentioned already, but is Bleed expected to be just an eagle this year? It, not yeah. Nothing's confirmed there, but mostly. For what like, it's worth, I, he did get a one-way deal, but that doesn't really mean anything. Between between Sedlak, Bleed, um, Hudon, Magna, uh, and then all the prospects, like those guys will play. 
pick two guys those, that get. Yeah, some of those guys. Right? Some of those guys are going to get into games. They're going to get into it. Um, but I'm not. I don't know which one is. I don't know which one it'll be. And my expectations for those guys are always nothing. Uh, whatever you get out of them is gravy. A bonus. If one of those guys forces their hand and and makes him stick around like Logan O'Connor did, amazing. You love that. But it expectations? No, none. There's a reason that we all talk so much about how dope Logan O'Connor is. That doesn't happen very often. <laughs> yeah, like, he's the guy that's stuck. Right, right. Like, he's the guy that's stuck in a sea of Jason Magna types that, that you know, Kiefer Sherwoods that rolled in and out, uh, Dylan Sakura. Like, you watch those guys in the AHL, and you're like, what the hell is Dylan Sakura doing down here? Right. Right. This guy is a dominant AHL player. And then you skin him into the NHL, and it's just like, oh. I think I... he'll have a role in Chicago this season. Yeah, no. I do too. Because a they don't have like, a role. have a role in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. They deliberately sent everybody out. <laughs> if um, they put half of their NHL roster on waivers, they would go unclaimed. Maybe. Just all, they should do that just all in one day. Uh, without the PHNX guys around, what do you think the ceiling and floor is for Cooley? Uh, the floor is a complete bust, and the ceiling I think is the highest of the draft class this year, at least offensively. I think he has the highest ceiling, but I think he has a long road to get to that ceiling. Um, if he absolutely maxes out, you could be looking at a Jack Hughes esque player. I would be real, real surprised if he got there, though. It's just really hard to be a five foot ten center in the NHL. Just as you know, it's funny because I said very similar things about Alex Newhook, but it would not surprise me if he falls into that like Matt Duchesne range. Yeah, where if he's the team's top center, you're probably not very good, but if he's your you're second, third, fourth, your best player. Really you're good. pretty yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think that's definitely. Um, yeah, Matt Duchesne's actually probably not the worst stylistic comp either. Yeah, just with the with the stick handle <laughs> in a phone booth, the the speed in the hands. Yeah. Yep. Really sucks that I like. It sucks that I have to like feel obligated to dislike Matt Duchesne because I did love watching him play hockey for a long time. It bums me out now. My mom wanted to wear his jersey to the parade, but she was afraid that people would berate her for it. So we kept an eye out. There were other Duchesne jerseys out there. It wasn't an old thing amount. She was so afraid. But she that was around the time she became a fan. He uh, made good memories. Yeah, that's, that's honestly too bad that somebody would feel afraid to wear his jersey. At that point, the pendulum has swung the other way. We're cut from the same cloth. She's just anxious. I see. Uh, okay. I don't see any other questions, so any other uh, final thoughts or anything you guys want to talk about before we wrap it up? Man, I could just sit here and talk about nothing. Like, I could just talk about, like, hockey nonsense all day because I'm bored. Oh, hockey nonsense. I When you said nothing, I was like, I have, I have a major gripe that I've been just itching to talk about, but it's not hockey related. We'll say uh, I mean, uh, it doesn't have when to be don't you have a major gripe? 
Like what? What did did somebody wear Crocs in the in in to the to, to <laughs> Starbucks this morning? Like, I would somebody, be applauding that person. That would has, be a great has somebody all. offended your delicate sensibilities yet again? What is it? What has taken delicate place? What ails you this time? All right, I'll talk. About On it. this segment of Jesse whines about the world. What um, ails you, good sir? It's a working. It's a working title. I would love to do a short video series this year where people can just send me. What do you think about this? And I'll just go. Um, so I love the idea for the name. What did you say? Jesse wines, wines about, about the, world? the world. It's not the worst thing ever. Are you sipping wine during the show? I was going to say, I wish I liked wine a little bit more because then you could spell it W-I-N-E and I'd just well, start getting schmacked. You need, to, you need to at least have the glass that you swirl around. <laughs> yeah. But it's, need instead to... of drinking from it, you're so disgusted by whatever that you're actually just spitting into it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I've actually I've talked about this with people before. It, you guys are all good people. We all like, hey, look, this is all this is our Earth too, right? We're all trying to do oh our part God. to save it. Uh, did you just did you just press this? With you're all sword. good people. Oh God, <laughs> that's such a good one. <laughs> Sorry, AJ. What? I said you just prefaced all of this with you're all good people right, right. yes so something terrible all... is coming <laughs> you, you guys all probably like to try to do your part pitch in recycle right so they tell you so yeah. much we have to start recycling you have to do the right thing because we need to save the earth and like i couldn't be more in i'm 1000 on board i want to recycle everything why the fuck is it so hard to find a recycling bin in public I had to carry around an empty can of Coke the other day for like three hours. And we were just, we were on a walk. We were like, just looking for a recycling bin. All I need is a recycling bin here. This isn't the first time it's happened to me and it pisses me off every time. Make it easier to do the right thing. And if you want to recycle at home, like, yeah, we'll get your recycling too. That'll be an extra 40 bucks a month. And it's like, cool. Cool. Trying to do the right thing here. And Both of the last two apartments I lived in had recycling when we moved in and within two months canceled the service. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's so hard. It's like you're trying to be a good person. You're trying to do the right thing. You're trying to help the world. And it feels like they want to tell you to do it, but then no one wants to actually give you the resources to do it. And it's just so frustrating. My fingers were all sticky by the end of it. Brutal. Just, oh, just... no, not the fingers. Yeah, I, I know. My, you know, there's little little drops of coke dripping out of the open mouth can onto my fingies. This whole walk, <laughs> just terrible. Look, just while we're terrible. while we're whining about things, yeah, let's go. Uh, let's go. The other the other day, uh, I was very very tired, because I was I've been sick the last week. Uh, I had a little bit of a bug, uh, and it's been one of the the ways that it manifests is that I'm like fatigued like crazy. Like being awake for like four hours is exhausting and then I have to go take a nap. Uh and so drive the eighteen hour drive up here was challenging. And we we stopped in Fargo at a god awful hotel that I won't like dunk on publicly beyond the review that I wrote for them, which was not kind. Um but like we stop and we get we get into Canada and I'm like I'm so tired I just need caffeine, so I'm like whatever we'll just pull into a Tim Hortons right. 
how is this place like one of your flagship like establishments in Canada? How have you guys let this happen? <laughs> I under I understand that it's a very nice country full of wonderful and delightful people who Incredibly don't want to nice. tell who don't want to tell the British to get the fuck out, and so you guys still have to ask the Queen for your permission to do anything. <laughs> I get it, but how I get that part of it. You're just polite. It's all good. Wars are lame. I'm I'm about it. How have you let Tim Hortons become your a flagship establishment? How have you let this happen? You are far too wonderful of a populace to have uh, to have allowed something <laughs> this mid to to take over and dominate. It is everywhere. I go I go half a block and it's all over the place. Tim Hortons is all over the place. And it is so aggressively mediocre. Yeah. The only thing that I can bother with it at this point and I have I'm not even a coffee person, so I've tried all the other stuff. <laughs> I got some, like, strawberry something or other just for, like, a sugar infusion the other day because I was like, oh, maybe this will help. This will give me a little energy, a little boost. Ah! It was like sugar water. <laughs> just filthy. I, dr I couldn't even finish that thing, and I'm a person that religiously finishes things because I... Leftovers bother me like crazy. Yeah, and so I finish I finish things, right? And I could not I could not finish this thing because it was just I like I drank it and I'm like, there's no flavor. And Z's like, it tastes like strawberry. I'm like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Are you high right now? This tastes like nothing. Are the strawberries this good in Canada? Is nothing. There's actually like part of the drink was like strawberry jelly or whatever. And it was like around like the rim of the it, dude. It's fucking gross. Just don't bother. Uh, but it was like I could taste that just fine on its own. But in the drink, it was nothing. It was nothing. Yeah. So, I, I just don't. How is it that a country this wonderful with so many uh, delightful people have allowed something to get this mediocre and be everywhere? I'll add to that. Some of the Timmy Ho's are shit too. Like they're gross when you go in and they're like, the tiles are coming off the floor, the wallpaper's peeling. It's like, yeah, this is like a defining characteristic of Canadians and half of them look terrible. And then yeah, everything is, mm. Mm. it's all right. Oof. The Timbits are probably the best part, right? It really is. <laughs> I, like It's the one thing where I'm like, well, you haven't fucked up donut holes <laughs> in a country where mini donuts are everywhere you guys the one thing you have not screwed up is donut holes great <laughs> congratulations at least at least there's one thing left for them to ruin and they should just check the box and close up shop well, and the best part is the one part they found a thing not to ruin is like what's supposed to be like the trash. Like it's like the cast off of the donut. Yeah. The donut hole comes out. It usually gets rolled back into new dough. So they found a way to turn the scraps into the, the biggest positive. All right. If we're complaining about things. Always. <laughs> it's August. Why are people still setting fireworks off? Bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. It's my time to stop. The work. The yep. work. Yep. Someone set one off. I was in my car at a drive-thru and they set one off and I thought someone was shooting at me. And yeah. I was in a drive-thru so I couldn't go anywhere. 
it's over. It's been a month since July 4th. It's time to stop with yeah. the fireworks. All right. I've always been, you have, you have seven days after the 4th of July to get out any of your excess fireworks. Even then you shouldn't be sent. You shouldn't be like, there was these people in my old neighborhood who would light fireworks off in like 30 minute chunks. It would just go, just go and go and go. It's like, if you have a stray firework here or there, sure. Set it off. I, a I am a, moving more towards the opinion that because of the increasingly negative impact that it has on pets and because of the impact that it has on people with PTSD, um, like like fireworks in, in like city centers and things should be a no-go unless it is like a like a big like public event that yeah. like a bunch of like you go to course field for a display they put it for 40 minutes you watch it it's crazy it's incredible it's awesome and then you move on but like people standing on their street like shooting off shooting off fucking fireworks that they bought from a stand or something <laughs> i think more and i think more and more i'm just getting i'm just getting more like just stop just, just want... the answer is no I want this to not be a troll so bad. I hope the reason that people are setting off fireworks in Colorado, a landlocked state, is the Coast Guard Festival. <laughs> I really, really hope that that's the reason, because yeah. I believe that maybe we get them to stop then. All of our all of our reservoirs around here get pretty crazy during the summer. <laughs> Coast Guard's real busy. <laughs> Megan, you said something when you first started talking about that, and it spurred a thought, but I got very into what he was saying, and I forgot what you said. Do you a remember what you said? went off yeah. in my car, and I thought I was being shot at. Oh, drive throughs Here's another one, just while we're complaining about stuff. <laughs> why, why do some drive throughs trap you in? Bro. Like, <laughs> I, went through, I went through one today where I was like, this is a pretty tight turn. Right. Also, I can't out. <laughs> yeah, it's like if if anything, and I'm like obviously, I don't know what would happen to you in a drive-through. You'd need to like exit quickly. But like, if you ever, it, it's like, oh, you want to order food? Now you fucking have to. You have to <laughs> order food before you can leave. How about that? It's like being at Disneyland and like trying to exit a ride. It's like, oh, you have to go to the gift shop first. Drive-through, they they get you. I need more Wait, exit never, strategy. Drive pulled out of a drive-through. I mean, you've never just been like. JK, and then just yeah, yeah, sat yeah. in the line and then, like, whatever. Yeah. I, I, we've all done it. We all want to think we haven't done it, but we've done it. <laughs> okay. I had I had it once, Yeah, I had it once, like, not all that long ago, where I ordered food and then reached in my pocket and realized I didn't bring, yep. I had no money. Forgot your like, wallet, yep. Yeah, like, yeah that stuff happened, man. <laughs> um, Megan, do you have any any big gear grinders oh, down there? While we're complaining, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure I do, but I can't think of one. <laughs> Daniel gets it. Yo, Daniel Megan, it. Megan, just continuing to build this reputation as <laughs> by far the most pleasant human being on our. <laughs> but I feel like I build rage over time, over Switch things, and then it it kind of it spills over at a later date but that's not healthy either all right so it's start of september megan's gonna be like you know what bothers me <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Also, yeah. if you're stuck in a drive-through for 90 minutes at that point, you're allowed to make it a destruction derby. Like, <laughs> just start just pushing un- cars out of the way. Imagine, yeah. <laughs> like that's one where you park your car and you gout and you talk to everybody else and you're like, yep. guys, can we agree? This is. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> even if we get, even if we get our McDonald's at this point, this is super duper not worth. Let's just all agree. <laughs> let's get out of here. Yeah, I hate those ones. And yeah, you start rubbing up against them. Some people's car doesn't fit. Like you said, the ones are super tight. Drive through. Those are the ones where I. There are times where I'm like, how does this work in winter? Like, yeah. snow, snow happens here. That McDonald's that I went to to get Z some lunch today, I'm like, this has got to be really tough with there's It's like all ice. I don't know how so, you quite, you're going to make this turn. You're just going to like slide into the snowbank <laughs> sitting there. And that's how you stay inside the drive-thru lane. Like, yeah, yeah, this is tight. This is tight. The, there's a Popeye's down off 225 and Parker. Uh, and yes, there it is. used, yeah, there sure is. Uh, and it used to be, uh, relatively close to an office building that I worked in. So a few of us, we'd go pick up chicken on Tuesdays because they, I don't know if they still do, run a Tuesday two-piece special, whatever. And their drive through had this huge, like, just like bump in it where the, you know, asphalt had, was misshapen. And it was on the backside of the building that had shadow. So in the winter, you look like you took your life into your hands anytime you wanted chicken. Just trying to get through the drive through yeah, that's not the especially with the way that the uh, that parking lot was behind that building, where Dude, it was torn apart at all <laughs> times. You're yeah. like, is this is this part of the parking lot in particular a war zone? What <laughs> is going on back here? Because it was like giant potholes, yeah, or just yeah. like the the concrete is just like destroyed entirely, and you're like, uh, yeah. okay, what are my options here? I I stopped going to that place for that reason. That was yeah. the exact because I was like, "This is psychotic." Coming yeah. back here is just dangerous. It, it, it the parking lot was like that gif of that mascot like running through the field with all the explosions going off behind them. Yes, kind of like, yes. That was what going through that parking lot was to get Popeyes. Uh, I really, I, I, sorry, guys for tuning into our hockey podcast to listen to us oh. whine about the world for 20 minutes. Hey, we also, we gave you like fair warning. minutes of, of yeah. quality hockey content today. We gave you fair warning that this was coming. I could do a 90-minute podcast by myself about inconsiderate and oblivious people. People that just don't like pay attention in public. Everyone makes mistakes. I get it. It's when yeah. people mess up and have no idea that they just cut off five people and go about their day. Oh, dude, I misjudged going down to the bar one day, The uh, all the lane closures that happen on Park Avenue. I totally just misjudged a car's speed, and I got in front of him, and he was going much faster than I thought he was. Mm-hmm. And I almost caused an accident, and he, like, laid on the horse. I felt so terrible. And I was, like, trying to apologize to him at the stoplight, and he thought I was talking shit to him. And yeah. I was like, I'm saying sorry! sorry and i'm like there's no like there's no like hand signal for this i there's a hundred hand signals for fuck you but how do i apologize (laughs) 
See, and, and, and so again, I like, like tried to like roll down my window and be like, "I I'm so sorry, man. <laughs> I did not. Uh, that is my fault. I did not mean to." And like he like started like yelling at me, and I was like, <laughs> "Roll it back up." See, like, like sorry, you, you made a mistake. It happens. You recognized it. You apply. It's it's. I had it. This was a few months ago. This person cut me off. It almost caused me to get into a separate accident, and they were just like, "I'm out of here. I got. I don't know what's going on back there. I may have just caused a three car pile up, but not my problem." Like, those are the people, uh, dude. Self checkout. Uh, the like uh, soda machines with the touch screen. People's inability to use a touch screen blows my fucking <laughs> yeah. mind. It taps into the most basic human instinct. See something you want and touch it. And I just don't get it. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a good instinct. <laughs> well, but I mean, like, like babies, you know, you like you put a little like play thing in front of them, like, oh, I want, and it lights up, and it's like, whoa, how do I make that happen? And whoa, then the baby puts touch. it in its mouth, and right, right. now you've got big problems. And you get behind these people at the touchscreen soda things, like, oh, you, uh, what? I don't know. Do I? How do I? And they're just like getting more and more ice, never ending. It's like, can I go? I'll be seven seconds and you can get back to your 30 minute workshop on how to get soda. Like, like I, I it, oh my I, God, it drives me crazy. I, see, I'm more willing to put up with that as like an introvert than being in line with someone who's like talking the cashier's ear off. <laughs> And it's like, move on with your day. No one's like, here to talk to you. That's the one where you you slide up on them and you're like, hey guys, are you friends? <laughs> and if they're like, yes, then you're like, great, you have each other's number, continue this later. And if it's like, no, then it's like, then great, move on, continue this later. Like, yeah. there are people in line here. Let's, let's get it going. I don't I mean to be that. like... Like, hey, like, I understand that in the service industry, you appreciate the hell out of friendly customers and, like, yeah. friendly interactions. But you also have to have a timer. Like, when when <laughs> when there are people in line, there's got to be a little clock in your head where you're just like, where you're just like, okay, it has been 36 seconds of just chit-chat. Let's wrap this thing up, my guy. Either get my number, hit me up on Instagram, whatever you fucking kids do these days, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. We can continue this later, but let's move it along because that shit drives me nuts, man. And, and I'm a really patient person where I'm just like, mm. yeah, that drives me crazy. Inconsiderate and oblivious people. Anyone who's worked in the service industry, and I think all four of us have, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you're 100% right, AJ. Like, you can be really nice and really pleasant to a, a customer service worker in an efficient amount of time. You don't need to sit up there and talk. It's like, there's a ton of people back here trying to get done their, get their business done. Some of them are on a time crunch. We are not here for you guys to bullshit. Be polite, be pleasant, smile, say thank you, and get the fuck out of the way. Like, let's yeah. go. If you can't work and talk, you have to just work. I'm sorry. I don't make the rules. Like, that's... Like, you're at work here. Like, that's... Right, right. <laughs> I've worked in a cubicle before. I, I can I can talk and work in that setting. If you can't talk and work, you have to work. Like, 
That's also why we do this. Our work is talking. It's just yeah. <laughs> this this comment in the chat about obstruction in a grocery store just happened to me. I felt like this. I felt like this lady was stalking me. I was only there for like three or four things, and every time I turned around, her fucking cart is in my way. I was like, is like by the third time it happened, and she's standing in the middle of like like a transition area in between major aisles, and she's in the middle of it, and I'm like, how? How is it that you have decided the most inconvenient place is where you just happen to stop and decide, hey, I'm going to check my phone. I'm going to fuck around and blah, 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 Like, Can we put the phones down? Unless that is your grocery list, can we put the phone down while we're grocery shopping and just get this done? Yeah. And and yeah. like, can oh my God, dude. Pull it, off to the side. Like there's, like there's so many areas you can get out of people's way. Like, I just want to, like, like there's a – I don't know if any of you guys ever listen to, like, Bill Burr do his stand-up, but he he talks about punching muffins as, like, a rage <laughs> release. How he, sometimes he just wants to, like, punch muffins because it would just feel so good. That's, like, like there's, like, an angry, psychotic version of me that in that situation just takes that person's cart and just like bombs it down an aisle and like looks at them and just like gives them the stare down while they go and get it. Yeah. <laughs> and instead I was like, oh, excuse me again. How do I keep ending up here? Ha ha ha. Like <laughs> trying to like make it obvious that like get out of my way, lady. Like, good Whoa. God, how do you I keep ending it? up here? I hear you there, but also like I'm sure you guys have seen some of those videos of people just like tearing apart a grocery store because they're mad. Dude, don't do that. Those are the worst people on the planet. Like it's yeah. you're a you're a terrible person if you did that because they didn't have the chips you wanted or something. Like in ninety to ninety five percent of situations where customers freak out, it has nothing to do with the like situation yeah. oh, it's totally external oh, yeah. factors. So, it is time. almost always a projection of yeah. something. Yeah. Not saying that like you don't have like shitty employees out there who like I had this one dude that worked for me at my last job who would like intentionally mix it up with you know customers and clients and shit. And it's like, okay, you are causing problems for me. And now it's a now it's a separate thing. But I, dude, I had one yesterday. I was at Home Depot. I was walking down the aisle and there was this uh little bit older couple. They were standing at the end of the aisle, like, like a wingspan apart for some, like just enough to take up the entire aisle. It was us three on the aisle. I locked eyes with them from 15 to 20 feet away. Like I'm coming. I have a cart filled with items. I can't make it through right now. You guys have 20 feet to figure it out. And this fucking dude stared me in the eye all the way up till like my cart almost ran into him. And then he took like a half step back. It's like, are you serious? Like you knew this was coming. Like we, <laughs> I didn't think I needed to say anything because I thought we had like an eye to eye agreement, like a nonverbal agreement that I was going to exit the aisle this way. And he looked at me like, wow, I can't believe you didn't turn all the way back and go down the other far side of the aisle. So me and my wife could continue this conversation. Unbelievable. What's prank bro culture? It's not just a prank bro isn't real. Like 
It's the same well, thing as like internet trolls where you be annoying for oh, 10 minutes and then you say, hey, just kidding. And it's like, no, you weren't. <laughs> you did it. What were you kidding about? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> How do I feel? Uh, I called that my 20s. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I mean, like, what's prank bro culture? Like, going back to the sleepover things, like, yeah, you go ding dong ditch people. Is that is that like its own culture now? I mean that's that's pretty harmless. Like smashing mailboxes with a with a baseball bat um, would be, you know. For, so first of all, I think it's a, I think it's a lot harder to know. Well, we were watching we were watching Stand by Me last night, and they were doing it in the start of that movie, so it's on my mind. So I'm I'm like weirdly intimate with this culture because I come from a YouTube background. And like where things really start to fall apart with this is I forget the guy's name, but he made a he made a prank video on YouTube where he was walking around and grabbing women's asses just like in public, like women that he didn't know. And like, of course, it turns out that the video was totally fake because no sane human being would grab her people's asses. Just damn sexual assault. So yeah, hard, right. Bro. And so, like, the video was fake, but, like, they're showing this video to 12-year-old kids on the internet yeah. who are too stupid to, like, understand that it's fake and you shouldn't do this. And so yeah. it created a giant stir of how, like, you can't just tell people it's just a prank when do you're you doing illegal that? things. <laughs> that video uh, of that guy, this was a few years ago now, who was going around and sneaking up behind guys and cutting off the man buns. He was cutting the man bun. And it's like I do remember this. It's like I, I, I get it, you know. Like no, I don't get that. But like you know, everyone, oh man, bones. Uh, can't just go chop someone's hair off. Like that's, and I think he got in like a good amount of trouble for it because you can't just fucking do that. The the assuming this falls into that category, the kid that would like drop the milk, and that's... like act like he slipped and fell. Uh. Those I always think was funny, but then yeah, he got carried away. He like threw a couple like through the ceiling. It's like okay, less funny now. Less funny. <laughs> okay. You know what I like? <laughs> I like I like wholesome things in public. Like uh, the a couple years ago, the guy in Australia that went to the outdoor mall with the free hugs sign, and he just held it up, and people ran up to him all day giving him hugs. And, like, some of them are, like, nice hugs. And, like, one lady just, like, started giving him a hug and, and like, melted down. And it was, like, <laughs> that's a person that just needed a hug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like, I thought that was, like, I, I watched that video a million times because I was, like, this is adorable. I like more wholesome things like that. I think that's the stuff that makes me feel good. Like, there's a, there's a comedian on TikTok that I follow who, like, uh... Uh, he does like polite cat calls to people where he'll be like, he, he has like an arrow and he'll be like, Hey, like you look like the type of person to return your shopping cart, <sighs> you know, like, like, like small, like silly stuff like that. And I'm like, that's adorable. I, I can like get, the, I can get behind more stuff like that. I like cardboard sign guy. The, and he's always just got different, like very, very practical things written on there. Always like that, dude. Okay, we might be getting a little bit too deep into our specific corners of the internet at this point, so it might be time to wrap up the show. I think uh, I could go for so much longer. I, I know, I know, but we have the rest. Of the Joker's was the worst show on television. Oh, uh, so so cringy! Television. It was so cringy. 
horrific. Okay. Horrific. We can talk about it all August long if you want. We'll get there. <laughs> so we're going to wrap uh, up. August today. long just ended, buddy. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, if you want, tune in tomorrow. We're going to have the couch man himself, Evan Rowell, back <laughs> on the show. Should be a Play the game. game. Yeah, for Free Skate Friday. Should be I'm excited, game. man. It's gonna be cool. I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited for like Megan to actually like dominate all, all of the games, and it turns out this is her superpower. Yeah. I don't know. It could be bad, or it could be good. I feel like I'm prepared, but I'll never get the right answer because I'm terrible at actually like coming through in the end. Anyway, we're gonna take off for the day. We appreciate all of y'all hanging out and listening to us complain about stuff for half an hour. Uh, if you did want hockey, go back watch the first fifty minutes of the show where we actually talk about hockey things. Uh, or go back and watch the middle, the middle like thirty-five of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, we love you, and we'll talk to y'all tomorrow.